Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello and I'm welcome starting. to another edition of Expat Bites, a free podcast sharing information on how to live in another country and what it's like to do this adventure. Listen to our podcast to learn the important who, where, why, how, and when questions related to being an expatriate. We do this all from our new home in Buzios, Brazil. Today's show is going to be an interesting one. We're going to address the who is Ricardo Blasi, who's an Argentinian expatriate joining us on the show, why he came to Buzios over 30 years ago, and how he did it. Ricardo also coincidentally sold me and my wife Rita the uh, Posada that we operate here in Buzios, Playa de Joao, in 2019, which is how we, uh, we met each other. So let's let's start off with a couple brief introductions about ourselves. Um, you know, my name is Carl Shinneman. I'm one of the uh, creators of Expat Bytes. Uh, I'm a retired attorney and electronic discovery expert and entrepreneur from the United States. I'm still an entrepreneur here in Buzios. I, I own a small hotel called a Posada named Bio de Joao, Echo Posada. And I also have an Airbnb in Botafogo uh, in Rio de Janeiro. My co-host, of course, is Felix uh, Broden. And Felix, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, hi, everyone. Uh, Felix, um, I came to Buzios uh, when I was 27 years old together with my wife and my daughter and has since uh, created our lives here. Uh, we have uh, also a smaller posada, only five rooms, which we run as sort of a, a B&B, a guest house. And I also started a sourdough bakery called Balsa Bakery. And I also run another posada called uh, Abracadabra, which has a fantastic restaurant called Mystical. And Ricardo? Okay. Um... I was born in Argentina, Buenos Aires. My first step was a British school and and at the, and we left that British school and we start the, the university of engineering. I'm an engineer, a mechanical engineer. I work, I worked for Ford, what was my first job, and for 20 years. At that time, Ford made a merge with Volkswagen, so they start working as a Latina, Auto Latina. That was the name of the new company. And a few days later, a few years later, they separate again. I believe they're going to get together once more time. And, and in 19... 80, 19, sorry, it's, let me see, 87, we were fired from Ford. We were 14,000 people and, and 10,000 were fired. And so we left 3,400. And few, you understand, if you have two managers in one point, one 
one area, you have to uh, forget about one. And so we we were fine and we start thinking with Maria at that time, make it to do something different what we were doing. She was working in finance and I was working as a manufacturing engineer manager. And so at that time we we decided there was some a guy, we had a house close to to one of Cyrus, 400 kilometers. And he was telling, telling me that, why don't you go to Wuxios and I'm building a, a posada? And we do that. We got there, we didn't like it, but I started gambling with the idea of, uh, of building or buying a piece of land and uh, build a, a kind of bed and breakfast for me was at that time. And we do that. So um, after that, I was studying the whole, my 30 years in, in Bucius. We first, we... That, yeah, that'll be our, the topic of our show here. Well, we'll that's a great introduction. Um, okay. Because when I'm in my Posada, sitting in the pool, looking at the Posada, I see this concrete, Day 90, and it's one of the things still remaining from when you were there in the concrete. And I always wonder, was that Ricardo up there on the roof putting that number there? And I, I figured I'd ask you while you're here if you know anything about that. Yeah, that's what the, the, the guy who was working at the roof, he was finishing the roof, and he decided to put the, num the number <laughs> 1990, I don't know, it was 19, I don't remember now, 1990 or 1991. Yeah, I think it was 1990. I can't remember exactly. So, um, what was Buzios like when you moved here? I mean, you've, you've seen so much of Buzios, oh, the growth. Uh... It was a... It's a lovely place with just 20 saposada, something like that. Right now, I believe we have 500. They have 100, 500. And uh, people like Jose, who was before myself, was uh, he arrived, I believe, two or three years before. I, I make it in 19. I started uh, the building in 19. Eight, 1989, and we will say that we finished in 91. Uh, and at that time, um, it was a fisherman village. Uh, was just two blocks. The downtown was just two blocks or three blocks. And a lot of people doing nothing but living quite well. Some of were from from Europe, Belgian, I remember Belgian people, German, uh, British people, people who works who were working with on petroleum uh, close to to Bucios is the they have uh, Brazil has thirty seven. Uh, 
nationalities. Yeah. Right. And and they uh, were in that was the, the name. Of, uh, let me see. Uh, hold a minute. Um, well, the petroleum is very important for 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 everyone. But I mean, Brazil was working very hard. A lot of companies and and a lot of money coming in. And but Bucius had the opportunity when he, they received Brigitte Bardot. You know who was Brigitte Bardot? Was yeah, wow. she has been. Quite... In a way, everything deals with Brigitte Bardot. Yeah, they want to be like in a way. It's completely different from Saint Tropez. Saint Tropez is another thing. It's more fancy. I mean. It's, uh, no, that's the it's, that's the only that's the only connection because it was actually Brigitte Bardot that uh, sort of um, came to Saint Tropez and made it famous too. So that's the only reason yeah. to why Bucius is called the Saint Tropez of of uh, South America. But there, there's right. no no semblance <laughs> at all, I would say. <laughs> no, and well, they try to copy a lot of things, but some they work and some they don't. Um, uh, and I remember just uh, a tale I had. I I met a guy who was about twenty-two years old at that time. I was forty-nine, and I asked him, "What's your, what you, where you're living here?" And he said, "What do you do?" He says, "No, I do nothing." <laughs> no, you can't live without doing nothing. Yes. Oh, you you need to eat. Well, I go to the beach. I I get a fish. I ask for a tomato here. I have something else on the other hand. So uh, we have a little grill, and then for sure the a tourist gonna pass through and and he say, oh, what a nice fish. You want some? And he said, okay, let me pay the beer. Okay, you pay the beer. And, and and times was every day doing the same thing. They were playing Jojo. That's, uh, you know how the Jojo is. No? Okay. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's slowly it, came, it became an exclusive place, an exclusive spot, I would say. Um, because of the people who give them a lot of uh, experience, especially the, the European people, and and some people coming from with with a lot of anxious to become very rich. That was a mistake, a big mistake. Because you know, if you want to go out from Bushes with one million, you have to read arrive there with two millions no that's <laughs> i'm living that <laughs> yeah i i agree you don't come to Bucius to make money that's uh that still applies today i would say <laughs> they will make a mistake all yeah. of us <laughs> yeah. you know, no, here you come to here you come to enjoy life more than yeah. anything what yeah. you said though was fantastic ricardo because there you know, we talk a lot to our guests and amongst ourselves about what you do in Buzios mm -hmm. and and why Buzios. 
And there's a famous TV show in 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 the United States called Seinfeld. Maybe you've heard it's big on Netflix. It's a show about nothing. It's a show just about day to day living. And what what I've realized living in Buzios after being sort of a faster paced entrepreneur is it's okay to slow down your life and have a good fish and look at the sunset play with your animals i mean there's nothing wrong with that life it's a different life but it's it's completely different from the way you're coming from i mean you were coming from probably i don't know chicago i I don't know new york whatever yeah but there are some uh, priorities you have in life and you want to change in our case we were looking for forget about uh, the production line forget about somebody on your top telling you you're late you're without and such and that and what we we were looking more for for a place a, a slow to get slow down no and and I would say start living in in a ordinary way. I mean, uh, just like a human being and not running the whole time. And we start talking with Maria and said, let's go to the beach. Everything is working. We have just six rooms at that time at the beginning. Uh, and, and it was very nice because in the morning you we just walk during the breakfast speaking very la- a lot of languages i don't speak a lot of languages but i i managed the way to get to introduce at least <laughs> everything it's okay and then we'll continue with english or spanish or italian those are the ones i can I speak a little bit huh? and uh, that's and we and we realized that there was another way of living not the way we were living up to the time we have to leave because we really were we're tired really tired that's the reason why we left not because of a problem or not because of the people well right now Bushes has 30,000 doesn't have the 3,000 that they were in 1990 no so it's completely different it's another kind of unfortunately also i have to be honest the problem of bush is the big problem is the government the same in argentina but here it's a little town but uh, but it's very hard to to change the way of, not the way of living but at least to improve in the city I would say to be uh, an easy way of of, of rich to have a good a little house but a good one and a place to for the fishermen and and all because it's a it's a it's a town that was um, basically a fisher a fisherman town and and really, and, and and it was very, very nice at the beginning, really nice. Uh, and the, the, the rest is something that you have to 
to choice, to see, to get together and see what we can do better with other people from other posadas in my, in my case, no? No, we, but I think that- We experienced this though. Yeah. You know, it's remember when COVID hit. Yeah. When COVID hit, they closed the city down and tourists couldn't visit. And, um, you know, it was a scary time. But here in Buzios, we had very little uh, COVID. And um, the wildlife, which is plentiful, became even more. You, 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 you know, the fishermen would still go out. And it almost returned back to what you were describing, uh, the original Buzios. Um, and uh, I remember that being a magical time. I don't know about you, Felix. What what your reaction no. was? Um, no, I agree. It was uh, it was paradise. I would say during COVID. Um, I know that you maybe people get annoyed if you say that, but it's uh, it's like you said. Every it's like the 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 air was cleaner. Uh, it, it was just uh, it was a wonderful period. But I would also say that for me, coming from yeah the the capital of Sweden, it's not the biggest city in the world, but it's still a capital. So you you have the same kind of stressed life as you would have in New York or in Chicago or in Buenos Aires. But coming to Bus is it's the it's the perfect middle ground as well because today it's not a sleepy fisherman's village anymore. It is beautiful. It has a lot of nature, but still it has an infrastructure and it has a life to it that, um, I mean, I if I would move, because today to find that you would have to go to Bahia, for example. Um, there's a new place called Caraiba that's coming up. That's a sleepy fishing village today, but I would, I would go crazy not doing anything every day of the week. And so for me, that's the, the beauty of Boosies because you have the option to go lay on the beach if you want, but you have plenty of other options also at the same time. So uh, it's for me, it's just uh, it's a good combination. And also, I would say the the mayor the last couple of years he he came to power two years ago, I think. Yeah, we have um, a good mayor now, Ricardo. Yeah, he he started to doing a lot of improvements around the city. Um, a lot of new uh, streets. The main road has been completely reformed. Uh, a lot of the small streets has new uh, sewer systems. Uh, there's a new lot of parks, football, like small football pitches. Um, so, no, there's always room uh, room for improvement. But uh, but I really think yeah, that... I'm very uh, glad about that. No? Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. Before that, I couldn't see too many... I wasn't... I'm going to make some improvements with uh, Eco Posada. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's, no. Yeah. I wish all um, copy that because it, water is a problem in Brazil, and so it's it's very interesting to to see that somebody is coming is improving the the way to get the water, doing what the, with the water, no. So well, there are many Felix things. and I did some work on that with Green Buzios and. That remember I told you that project about organizing all the posadas to try to uh, conserve, you know, generate energy with solar or save right. water or recycle. Well, we built it. We've done it. Um, we have uh, I think eleven or twelve posadas doing it. Um, oh, right. And um, it's, that. That, it's growing organically, but but 
I continue to play with the uh, the the website to make it easier, but it's got a lot of pictures about how beautiful Buzios is as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's more to protect what's here because you know it's it's so beautiful. The thing that could kill it is too many people not realizing it's it's got a finite amount of resources, you know, finite amount of water. There's only so much water. You can't put 100,000 people here. The electricity right. will go out. The water will run out. It, it just 30,000, 35 is probably enough unless they can figure out a way to do more recycling the water uh, is my, my, my personal opinion. But when we start, when we sorry, uh, but when we start, uh, I remember we were receiving the water with water tanks, trucks. Sometimes it still, happens, still happens today. Yeah. Still happens today. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have still the same now. No, but at least you have many places receiving water. I mean, by tubes. But uh, with, uh, we were, and we had hey, to buy. Ricardo, I want to ask you there's yes. a lot of Argentinians here. I, uh, I had a question. Why are there so many Argentinians that come to Buzios? It's, it's like 30% of the city. We had a huge celebration at the end of the World Cup here. I felt like I was in Buenos Aires, not in Brazil. Why do you think that is? Me to say, but that's that's the worst part of the thing. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, that's a lot of people feeling that they're gonna get there, they're gonna make a lot of money, and it's, unfortunately, it's, it's that and. Unless the people who have any special, uh, special, or I would say, uh, way of living in her own place, that they will look because if they making bread, okay, he will do something with the bread in Bucios. But if he doesn't doing nothing in Argentina, it's got, he feels that if everyone goes there. It's gonna be easier to get a lot of money. Uh, hmm. And besides that, it's it's nice to live there. That's the big thing. That it's completely different, the big town, to a place that you're very. They feel they're very smart. No, I know. I but the, but uh, I mean, most I really uh, miss living in Buenos Aires. Here is the people. I've never seen such a beautiful people like in Bucios. I mean, especially the people who, the the fishermen, the people of the very on the lower class, very receptive, and and they want to get, get to be better. And you can teach a lot, and you can make those people going up. No? Ricardo, I want to mention this, and I then Felix, I think you had something you want to say. Because you know some of the people that work for us at Bio de Joao, Lonnie and Celia, who are still there. Yes. Um, we Excellent. just took them all the we took them all to Europe. We went to I knew, I knew Rome. I, I saw the photos. We, yeah. We saw the Pope. Um, we took them to Paris. They saw the Eiffel Tower, lots of pictures. And it was the most exciting trip I've ever taken to Europe. <laughs> the, yeah, Amsterdam as well. Lonnie says she's still dreaming. 
every night of this trip because yeah. this is something they, they probably will never do again. And yeah. it was really True. magical to see people appreciate this opportunity. And that's to your point, like the fishermen in Buzios doesn't have a great perspective of the world. They just have a simple life. And right. many people here just have a simple life. But you and me and Felix, who came from another area with a different life, look at the simple life and say, that's what I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> we missed something in our homes, maybe. Yeah, it's like I, a story that goes all, all around. The guy who yeah, I think it's, I, yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Not, not as simple as that, but the fact that what you say is that you, you want what you don't have. So anyone right. who lives in a big city would maybe have a lot of money, but a stressful life, want to have the peaceful life at a beach. And someone who doesn't have anything and who lives in a beach, yeah. they want to have right. the cars and the apartment and the... So, um, but yeah, but I, I want, just wanted to, to continue on the, the Argentinians in Bucius. Is there a reason to why Bucius as a destination became so attractive to Argentinians? Because you have beautiful places in Brazil that's much closer, like uh, Florianapolis or maybe areas in the south of Brazil. Is there a specific reason to why? why on the south, they're very proud. On the south, you have too many people. I guess the future uh, for someone who's looking at a nice place in Brazil could be Bucios in a way, but I believe that going north, you're going to get better places. Because uh, people close to Belém, people goes to, there are beautiful uh, beaches and way of living. And was in, in a way was uh, Bucios at the beginning. Ah, uh, okay, I understand. Makes sense. So it, it was, uh, it was it, like you said, it was a fisherman's village. Yeah. Um, because uh, when you get to, I don't, I'm not talking about uh, close to, to bushes, you have uh, Bahia and all that part, but over that, upper than Bahia, you have beautiful places. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, about 4,000 4, kilometers of beach all the way go from right. up to the north. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of, lot of you, have a beach, you have about more than 40 kilometers. You can make it with a, with a car. Yeah. Let, let me say, I just went to Fortaleza a few months ago and, and then we, um, we went to Belém and, um, one of the things that I like about Buzios, and I love traveling, is it still feels safe here, really safe. And you don't see as much poverty um, as you do when you go maybe north, where there's a real divide between the, the condos and the luxury places. And then you just go well, yes, 50 in meters way. inland. I understand and that. It's like, south africa shanty land i mean it's a lot of motorcycles and you might get a little nervous if you're walking around and you're not from that if you're a tourist or you know if you wanted to move there whereas here it 
it it feels like a bubble in a lot of ways in Buzios. It really feels like the problems yeah. in Brazil don't come here. That's right. my feeling. Um, but but anyway, um, well you you came back to the Posada. You hadn't been there in a while. We had you over for a drink, and <laughs> you know Rita always Rita did. Go back. What do you think of the place since you sold it? We've been busy, haven't we? <laughs> Well, I miss I miss a lot, <laughs> but the main thing I every everyone who asks me, why aren't you missing bullshit? And I, yeah, but one of the first thing is the people. Yeah, one of the first things I really miss. How you, how you doing? How are you? Come here, let's have a beer. Everybody's is friendly, but at least with me. I could say, but I see it with everyone. If you don't have done so many mistakes and and you have, I won't say friends, because sometimes it's people you know. It's not a, a friend is something different. Something is like two who get together very, very close. And, and but there's a lot of people that you met and you spend more life, doing so many, uh, I would say, special moments you, you had with them that you always remember. And when you see them, it's, it's nice to see them. It's not just, hi, how you doing? Good, bye, bye. I see you tomorrow, okay, I see you. That's too Argentines. Hello, to the bay, to the bay, bye-bye, ciao. That's nothing. That's just say hello. And the other thing is, you were so mido. Where are you? Come, sit down. Let's talk. Tell me what are you doing. They don't want to make business with me. Just want to see how I'm how I'm doing. Yeah, that's nice. That's very nice. That is a very nice part of uh... making business then. Something that you feel uh, that you feel anxious to see them again. It's very nice. And when you when you I'm thinking I made a lot of troubles, thanks God, with your money that you have paid. And and I always thinking let's go to Italy or let's go to England because I have a daughter there, but I, whatever. But at the same time, but first, why don't we go and spend two weeks with, with in Bullshit? Why is the for the two weeks? Why is well, not all... another place in the north to Cataratas, in the northern part of Argentina, or in the south? I went to the north part of Argentina. It's okay. Uh, very nice. I saw the, the different colors and the mountains and whatever. But it's completely different. It's another thing. The people is very nice too in the north. But uh, but it's completely different than getting to Ulsu. Completely. Well, it's, uh, we, I think we have a and I special... Sorry? 
No, I think I was just going to say, I think that Carl and I agree that Bozius is uh, special. I think we've, we've said it may, maybe too many times now in our shows, but <laughs> can't hurt to say it again. You know, because the, the thing is, believe it or not, for the people that you said that were here when you came here, when I tell my, you know, the Belgium and the English, when I tell my, my friends in America where I'm at, they have no idea They've, they've never heard of Buzios. Um, it's not, it's, it's, it's like, I got to explain it and then explain where it's at and then explain what's here. They have no idea. They've never heard of it. And maybe that's not a bad thing because I think if Felix and I do a good job with talking about it, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of traffic here and no, a lot it, of people it makes trying it to be, yeah, yeah, and it makes it. I think it makes it more exotic as well. I mean, if if it's some some place that everyone knows about, then it doesn't make it as special. But when someone figure, oh wow, uh, this place sounds amazing, we should go there. It makes it more more interesting. Maybe I don't. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, you don't need what? clothes in bushes. That's marvelous. <laughs> you don't need clothes. No, the only so right. Look, two, three months in bushes. You don't need to shave either. A carry on baggage. It's it's too much. It's too big. Shirts and, Hawa yeah. shirts, shirts and Hawaiianas. That's it. Yeah. Right. That's Hawaiianas. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just like wow. pair of Hawaiianas. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once uh, we were having about 15 degrees in centigrade no uh celsius and i said hurry up hurry up take all your big clothes all the, all the overcoats because you're gonna have just once and then forget it it's one in the year twice in the year you're gonna use it yeah. if you have an overcoat today believe it or not it's actually quite chilly or fresh uh, yeah, it's not cold. It's not cold, but it's it's uh, a little bit colder than than we're used to. It's been raining. I had a blanket and... last night. Yeah, the, I was like, okay, it's a little. <laughs> that Carl, that's that's also something that we shouldn't say if there's any North Europeans or someone from maybe Pittsburgh or Chicago listening who's used to minus ten, minus fifteen. Yeah, it's it's, it's like twenty degrees here, twenty two. I was still wearing a t-shirt. Okay, I just put a light blanket over. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that, that cold. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, hey, I'm come I'm coming out to your country in July, Ricardo. We're when going are to you Paris. Be my guest. Come on. We'll on. we'll let you know, and then we we're have going room skiing. here. I want to go skiing. Not a whole pilot, but we have room. Okay. Well, we'll, Thanks we'll to let you. you know Remember that. that. <laughs> I I, I will uh, give you the dates, uh, and uh, I'll send you an email on that, or uh, send you the message okay. on that. And um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's fun hearing someone else's view. You have such a historical view of Ruzio. It's really great. I don't know. There's something. I don't know what happened with the connection. <laughs> Is that Felix? <laughs> no. No. Nope. No, I was okay. listening a lot of voices. I don't know what was happening. Oh, that's... Uh, maybe well, it was a bit, sorry. Yeah. Is it's really a beautiful town. 
right now for tourists. Oh, we are absolutely looking forward to it. And look, one of the yes. reasons I like the being best, the main thing is that with the one daughter, you'll get about 500 pesos. That's a lot. I <laughs> I gotta tell you, no. in Europe, I'm, you talk about you know losing your money. <laughs> this trip was expensive. It was worth it. But I'm looking forward to going to Buenos Aires and seeing how far a dollar will go. And that's, well, that's another benefit of being in South America. Yeah. Ricardo just needs to tell you where to change the money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, my last question that I have is, you know, and I, I don't think I told you this. When I bought the Posada with Rita, and we, we both fell in love with it, we looked at 10 other places and we walked in and it wasn't a beautiful day but we walked out on your where your pool is and we looked out at the bio de joao the, the where the beach is and we both yeah. said this is the one this is such an incredible view That's um the one i want you're the only you are the only posada the one that you built that looks at the actual praia in that direction everyone else faces the town but you have a direct view. I, you, your engineer. I don't know what it was, but you did something really intelligent. No, no, no. Well, that's some what somebody who made all the drawing. He 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 went to Bucios and he was saying, "Look, this the position of the posada should be this one because you're looking this way and such and such." So it's not it's not my idea to do it that way. Even the first thing I said, why you separate two rooms and two rooms and we have a space here, we, we're spending more money. I'm making a, a wall here and another one here. Said, no, but it's gonna be, the guy who is on the back is gonna see the, the sea, even he's in the bathroom. Yeah, no, you, you so, did a fantastic job. The, the you have, so he, he, he or she will be, uh, looking at the sea from any part of the of the posada i mean not when you are down no, on the low part yeah no but that's true room number five and room, room number five is it's a really beautiful looking on, to the other side yeah you know, the bathroom and and see what i mean it was very nice very nice yeah that no was. i but my my question was when i saw you you were in your 80s okay <laughs> And I'm yes. coming in in my, my mid-50s at that point, and you were selling after 30 years. And I said, this is who I want to be. I want to be <laughs> Ricardo. This is because you're still active. I'm not the, I'm not the same now. But, but no, we are really, what's really, I mean, we move naturally uh, a lot. I don't mean... Uh, claiming and all that i mean right now but uh, it was really as i tell as i told you um in the morning we were walking there seeing everybody having breakfast we talk with a lot of people sometimes we look and see uh, uh lani there's something missing why don't you go ask people if you need some more something like something else whatever to improve our, our breakfast and to improve our lunch or whatever, to so they can spend a good time. And the people have to 
to to to feel that is he's very important even he didn't pay too much even he it, that's a it wasn't the the post he he was looking but the main thing is that he is very important the guy who gets to Bayeron has to feel that he is very important and you are the best well i i gotta say and i'll say the same thing for uh, villa balthazar from what i've i've seen going there and and talking that the the nice thing about a Posada or a Villa, especially I think what well, I'll say about your, your situation, Felix, is it's more like entering someone's home and interacting with uh, a nice breakfast with a small group of people, you know, access to a nice beach. It's, a, it's not like going to a big Hilton or a chain hotel where you're, you're part of a frequent buyer program and you know yeah i i you know i you know the breakfast is whatever you know getting colder as it sits out for a long period of time you know it's it's more of a close family environment um and you know with the dog park that we put in the back we tracked a lot of pet owners and i had someone walk in recently to ask about the place and they saw cats sitting around and they're like, what is this place? I said, are you allergic to pets? They said, no. <laughs> I said, does it bother you? They said, no, this seems like a home. This is great. And I said, that's that's the type of person that likes to stay with us, is someone that likes that feeling. Yeah, and I think like you, like you said, Ricardo, that um, when you came here, there was only so many hotels and posadas. And nowadays, it's close to maybe 500. So it is important that you try to create something different uh, and not just open up a house and just receive people. So like, I think with what Carl did was brilliant to do the echo thing and with the dog park and to find a, a niche. And like Carl said about our place as well, that we always try to make it more than just a stay to, yeah, to have that connection to like you're coming into a friend's house. Um, so you, you yeah, because I think that, like you also said, people are so important for how you make, how you feel when you go somewhere. So, and that energy that you can create with uh, with people, it's um, and with animals in in Carl's uh, case. No, but really, it, it makes a makes a difference. It it not it's not for everyone. We had uh, the one of our worst reviews was from uh, a woman that. Uh, gave us a reasonably bad review because she wanted the bagunsa. So she, she said that she wants, <laughs> <laughs> she said that she preferred to be in Sheriba where there's lots of music and beer and dance. And so it's, I mean, there's, there's place for everyone, but uh, I thought that was funny. Felix, we just got a one-star review on Google that got my attention from a, the first one that I've seen, but the person came, um, I, I think they came from Argentina, Ricardo, but they they came and they missed their connection or something happened, but they never called us. They never told us they were running late and they showed up at two in the morning and there was no one there because we're not a 24 hour hotel and they couldn't reach anyone and they were angry. But, you know, it's the first we've had five, like four or five thousand guests. It's the first time this has happened, but anyone else that's been delayed usually sends a message. Hey, I missed the flight. We're going to be there a little late. <laughs> so yeah. We don't have anyone sitting at the front desk after 12. And um, 
you know, they, they didn't reach out. So it was a problem. I admit no. it must have been horrible. But yeah, I remember I answering. Sorry. No, I remember answering a, a, a fax on, uh, on the computer about 3.30 in the morning. And the guy, and we said that that um, uh, uh, that those days. And when the guy gets to the both sides, he said, "You know why I'm here? Because you answer my fax at three thirty in the morning." <laughs> and I just, I was at bed. I had my computer closed. I said, "Ding!" I get up and say, "Oh, a new, a new." And you booking, Maria, and you booking. <laughs> Life of a small business owner, it's wonderful. Yeah, first and last <laughs> time, right? I guess. First and last time you went answered something at 3 30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, anyway. Hey, I, I think Give me a I question. Felix, where do you learn your your English? I mean, you you you're born in the States? No, no I'm Swedish. No, no, I'm Swedish. Where are you from? Uh, from Stockholm. What Stockholm, the the capital ah, of Sweden? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but I don't, I don't know. We we learn English in school, but I, I think the main uh, I did live in London as well for one year. Um, uh, but in in general, Swedes are, are well known for for their English. Um, I don't know if it's something phonetics or something with I thought language. It was ABBA. I thought you were well known for ABBA, <laughs> not English. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ABBA to IKEA as well. Uh, no, but I, I, I really don't know. It's uh, in Europe. It's usually Swedes and uh, Dutch people who speaks uh, good English for some reason. But uh, why yeah. that is, uh, I'm not sure. But anyway. Yeah. Well, look. <laughs> I speak German too. German? No. Who? No, no, no I don't. No. No. <laughs> no I don't. I only speak three. I only speak three languages. It's uh, Swedish, English, and Portuguese. But uh, it's enough. Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, that is. Well, look. I think we've done a good job. Well, you can start with Italian. It's nice. It's very nice. Italian's okay. great. I uh, <laughs> yeah. because of Portuguese, I now can follow bits and pieces of Italian, which is nice. That's actually one of the nice things about going to another country that speaks a different language it's a barrier at first but as you begin to pick up the language you begin to realize when you touch other languages it's almost like you know and there's a there's a link between spanish and italian and portuguese you begin to be able to at least read a little bit more and and you you realize you you you're i i won't say you're able to communicate but you appreciate more of what's going on around you because you 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 sense the pick commonality. Up, up more thing. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. There's a little bit that brings us all together. A couple of words here or there, but uh, yeah. but anyway. Um, well, look, we're we're coming up on 50 minutes, which is a great time to end a podcast. And I think Ricardo, Good. it's been wonderful having you on to share some of the history and your your advice uh, uh, on slowing down. And you and I are a lot alike. Your story matches mine completely. Although I didn't get fired, I sold the company. Well, but I, when we get together, I will tell you some more stories. Oh, we'll absolutely! I, bad ones. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And uh, so this has been fun. Okay. It's always fun, Felix, doing the shows with you too. 
Um, so that's all, folks, for this episode. Please visit our website at www.expatsbites.com with a Y for more information about our hospitality businesses. If you ever care to visit Buzios and you can stay at our hotels or get and get a better sense, maybe the expatriate life, grab a Kuiperinia with Felix or me, or maybe a loaf of French bread at Felix's uh, bakery or spatteria. You can email questions or comments to info at expatbites.com. And if you like what you heard, feel free to forward it to any of your friends who might be interested in learning more about the expat journey, the dreams, the bumps you're going to encounter along the way. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, and uh, have a nice day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.